0: Welcome to the College Prep Genius Radio Show, where we can answer all your questions about getting college for free. Today, your host is Jean Burke, the author of College Prep Genius, The No-Brainer Way to SAT Success, and you can find her at collegeprepgenius.com. And I'm the moderator, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with another episode of College Prep Genius Podcast, and on the line is Jean Burke, and today she is going to talk about Keep Your Job, Seven Important Soft Skills. So if you um, are a long-time College Prep Genius Podcaster, uh, you know that this is Part 2 of Episode 30, so uh, go over to collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast and listen to the first half. Um, which is Episode 30, Soft Skills, Pay the Bills. And uh, we are continuing on with number seven um, of the word interpersonal, and that is expression. So welcome, Jean. We're going to just jump right in on this uh, next podcast.
2: Well, thank you for having me. You know, I wanted to throw out a couple recent surveys, uh, you know, when it comes to employers looking for candidates with with the right stuff. We talked a little bit about that last time. But one of the surveys is called the Manpower Group Talent Shortage Survey, and it noted that 93% of employers agree that a candidate's demonstrated soft skills are more important than their undergraduate major. According to Training Magazine, 67% of HR managers say they would hire an applicant with strong soft skills whose technical abilities were lacking. So this is the kind of emphasis, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, when it comes to these people – hired on. Um, Society of Human Management said that 52% of responding firms said their job candidates needed to work on their readiness skills, and 28% said there was a need for communication skills. And so, you know, we're getting right into the the first one we're going to talk about today is expression, you know, having those effective communication skills. Uh, You know, the sad thing is, that, you know, I, I talk about technology and teenagers, and they're finding that the average teenager spends 11 hours a day on some kind of device, as in a cell phone mm. or iPad, 11 hours. Wow. That's communicating, non-communicating, you know, not not a one-on-one, face-to-face. And, you know, you and I have seen it together. We go to a restaurant, and there's a family of five, right. and they're all sitting on their iPhones talking to somebody completely different that's not even there, so... This is probably one of the biggest uh, complaints that I, as I was studying different employers and what they were looking for, is that kids couldn't were coming in and not being able to communicate. And, you know, not just the verbal communication, you know, when you think about, but also body language or even writing or listening skills. You know, one of the things that I, you know, when I teach kids about when they're interviewing for college, if you're doing like a mock interview and when you, you know, when you go in there and you actually – are face to face with that admissions counselor. One of the things that you want to do to help communicate effectively, you know what you know what you're saying as as you're also responding to what they're saying, and that really is to mirror the interviewer, you know mirror the employer, whoever it is. If you're applying for a job, you know using the eye contact, using the same posture. You know if they're sitting up straight in their chair, you know you need to be sitting up straight in your chair. If they're kind of relaxed, kind of you know laid back, you can do that as well because now you're mirroring them and you're not, like, overbearing. Like, if they're kind of relaxed and you're more tense, you know, they're going to notice that. So I think that's important, whether you, whether it's for a job interview, whether it's um, for a college interview, for a scholarship interview. I think as practical as parents, one of the things that can help build communication skills is, you know, maybe getting your kids involved in a debate team. You know, that's where you literally have to mm-hmm. – your, your whole – grade your whole class depends on how well you can communicate how well you can effectively get your point across you know what are the things you can do for your younger kids and I, I think this is a really cool idea if let's say a five-year-old and you want them to kind of work on their communication skills is maybe to pull out the video camera if we still use those nowadays you know we all use our cell phones now but even a right. phone <laughs> you know and say hey you know what give me instructions on how to work a microwave and let, let your five-year-old talk about how how do you cook, you know, a mac and cheese in the microwave and, you know, here's step one, here's step two. It's just getting them kind of um, in, in the mode of being able to, if I don't give you the right instructions and you've never known how to book micro, a microwave, you know, you might not get a, your food cooked well. You know, that there's you know, you've know, got to be able to be clearly uh, and effectively communicated across to someone who's watching my video or who's watching me. And so that's a really good uh, kind of a little um, exercise that our little kids can do. And, you know, one of the things, too, is about communicating is teaching our kids there are five-point bo- speaking volumes. So anywhere from, you know, your soft whisper to, for lack of a better word, your outside voice. So if your kids are kind of in the house and they're, you know, they're getting a little loudy, you know, let's say let's bring that to a three. You know, this is our volume when you're communicating, you know, if you're yelling at me, say, can you bring that down to a two please? You know, this way, I, you know, I'm not, I'm going to respond a lot better as we're communicating. What's good for husbands and wives too. bring down the volume, you know, it's not so much right. what you said, it was how you said it. And I think right. my husband and I have had that conversation more than one time. Yeah, it's <laughs> not what you said, it's how you said it. I get it, you know, I did it wrong or I messed up. But you didn't have to say it like that. So, you know, communication is just important all the way around, I think, in a marriage, in a family, at a job. So really important to work on. So let's go into R, respectful. You know, believe it or not, again, one of the top two, three that these companies cited as something that was lacking in their employees was the respect, being respectful to them as the employer uh, being respectful to your colleagues, your coworkers, you know, something that I think is not being taught at home anymore, not taught in uh, just about anywhere you go. We call it the uncommon courtesy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I taught, a, I taught a class in New Jersey, and the lady, her, her husband was a history teacher at the local high school and got this parent all over his case and said, uh, you know, you need to be teaching my child table manners. And he's, he was like, wow. excuse me, excuse me. He wow. said, well, you know, you do, you do have second period lunch, don't you? And he's like, well, yeah, I do. He said, well, you need to be teaching my child table manners. You know, again, putting the responsibility on someone else. I mean, that's something they should have learned at home from the parent, not the history teacher who gets second period lunch to oversee the kids and make sure they don't kill each other. You know, that's not his job. And so, um, we as parents daily, the manners, you know, I taught my kids on, um, phone etiquette they would somebody would call my home and they would say hello Brook residents this is Judah how may I help you and I got more compliments from people for years of wow you know this is this is so respectful your, your kids are answering the phone they're they're not just going yeah what do you want you know hello you know mm-hmm. and, and I think <laughs> it starts there and, as a parent you know we're, we're teaching our kids dinner time. You know, as you finish up your meal, thank you mom for the delicious dinner. May I have the excuse please? You know, one of the things that when my kids would leave the home and they would go to their friend's house and say, don't you dare leave your manners at home. You know, I would drill them when I get home. Did you, did you use your manners? Did you, did you take your plate up? Did you offer to do the dishes? You know, these people won't have you back, you know, because you're no different than anybody else. You better be different. And so it's something again that to this day you know we were joking. You know my daughter's 29, and we, she was in she had a home a, a few months ago, and we were, she goes thank you mom for delicious dinner, maybe excuse please, and she kind of winked at me because she she did that as a joke, so that's what she was taught all her life. And can't um, <laughs> said that in years, but I got what she was saying. You know, are are our, our kids standing up when adults walk in the room? This is a an etiquette that is long overdue something that was taught years ago that we don't see anymore and that is respect i mean i acknowledge you just walked in I'm, i need to stop whatever i'm doing and say you know walk up stand up you know if you walk in the room and and also i think too as a parent uh, one of the things that i remember struggling with with my kids it never failed when i was on the phone they were at my right next to me tugging on me mom 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 you know I'm just kind of doing this you know, with my hand, like, okay, 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 in a minute, in a minute, you know, kind of thing. And I think one of the things as a parent what we can do is teach our kids, listen, be respectful. If I'm on the phone and, and you really need me, you come over, you know, you put your you put your hand on my leg or on my knee, and when when I'm ready to say something to you, I'm going to put my hand on top of yours. And I say, and that can look at you and say, can I help you? Or is this an emergency? You know, but in, until oh. I – until I say something to you, don't you be don't be talking while I'm talking on this phone. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on this phone. So, you know that that um, it's, just, it's respect. It's respect that we can carry over wherever we go in life uh, to other people and not interrupt or not, you know, ha- want our way right away depending on what's going on. So, I think that's really important. And the S self confidence. This is something that you know we hear a lot about. Um, it's interesting in the world about self-confidence and you know how important that is and and I think the world takes it out of context it, and not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, as a parent, you know, encouraging our kids so that they could have that quiet quiet confidence in themselves. It's not about well, be be a self-confident woman, be a strong woman, you know, and and have this this connotation of the world, but more of uh, who you are in yourself you know when we're humble in the lord we are confident in in, in the other areas of our lives and that's what we're talking about more and really one of the best ways to help teach our kids self-confidence is keeping our home as the safety net it's it's that castle it's that refuge that when they're here you know it's safe you you can have that confidence here at home that that nobody's going to bully you nobody's going to speak ill about you nobody's going to belittle you you know right now you know the social media that's so prevalent in in society among young people is that you know used to we could leave our peers behind you know we could shut that door and not have to deal with them till the next time we saw them but now you know that it, it carries with you 24 7 it's in your hand and your phone you know peers are influencing our kids uh at all times, you know, with with that, with, with the social media. But we can teach our kids, you know what, that's something we're going to leave at the door, it's not something that we're going to bring into our home and, and, and keep that confidence. They're not going to be, they're not going to bring you down. Nobody is. And by giving our kids, as we give our kids more independence, you know, certainly more responsibility comes along with that. But the more independence that we give them, the more confident they become. And, of course, the more responsibility that they get. And vice versa, it's like a... Kind of like a wheel that keeps turning. So we'll That's give awesome. a little bit, you know, if you're, yeah, if you have an older child that wants to babysit a younger child, maybe leave them for 30 minutes. You know, they're 12, 13, they'll go, you know, we'll run the store real quick, come back. And when, you know, when you, when you're confident in that and in yourself that you can do this, and I'll give you maybe next time, maybe I will leave you with them for an hour or, or longer. Very good. So That comes with that. And I think volunteering, volunteering gives our, our kids self-confidence. It's something that they can share their talent. You know, go out and, you know, if you play the piano, if you, if you, um, sing, whatever you do, you can gain more self-confidence as you share those, that talent that you have with other people. And again, building that sort of, again, not to use the worldly, world term of self-esteem, because we don't want to esteem ourselves greater than we are. We want to esteem Christ. We want that humility brings us that.
1: I love that. I love how you balanced that because that can be, you know, definitely perceived the, long, the wrong way. But I'm going to jump in here, Jean. Um, I know you're on a roll, but I want to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back.
0: With College Prep Genius, free college can happen to you. That's right. It's never too early to start thinking about test prep to secure your future. Imagine getting free tuition, room and board, free grad school, and more based on your SAT score. College Prep Genius is the key to free. This award-winning, nationally featured program teaches students the logic behind the SAT. You'll learn to answer every question in 30 seconds. Raise your score as much as 600 points and go to the college of your dreams for free. Visit College Prep Genius to know more.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back. This is Episode 31 of Keep Your Job, Seven Important Soft Skills. And we've been uh, covering these uh, with Jean Burke. And, uh, Jean, uh, we are going to be talking about um, optimism and being optimistic next.
2: Very excited about this one because I tend to be that way naturally. (laughs) Um, Very optimistic, you know, rose-colored glasses kind of person. But you know what? The great thing about optimism is it's not a personality trait. It's something that you can actually learn. Any employer of any company would love to see his or her employees excited daily coming in with that optimism, and what can I bring to the table, and, and, you know, making, lifting the load and making it lighthearted and fun, and I think that that's something that, you know, as you bring in your soft skills, whether you're at school, college, or at your job someday, it's something that we need to come to the table, especially if you're in a bad mood, you know, you you know, as our parents all told us, you know, you got the same shoes you got mad in you get glad in, and, you know you taking on that good attitude and and looking on the bright side. You know, you remember the movie Pollyanna, you know, let's play the glad game. You know, she turned everything into, you know, to something happy. Of course, you know, everything is all fine and dandy dandy until somebody falls out of a tree and breaks their neck, right? (laughs) But, uh, you know, it it was that attitude of, you know, turning setbacks uh, into hope, being persistent. And so we can take something away from Pollyanna and, you know, make it the glad game. Come in there and yell. I've Got a pile of work to do. So how can we become optimistic and say, at the end of the day, you know, this is going to be great? You, you, I don't know if you remember the story about someone who, um, there was this. Uh, they had a big pile of horse poop, you know, and the eternal optimist, you know, right. the pessimist sees that as, oh my god, are you kidding me? And the optimist is sitting there you know, with a shovel, digging it, going, got me a pony under here, you know. So right. uh, take it in that attitude. I think one thing for our children um, to help build optimism in them is maybe at the end of the day, have them write down five positive things that happened that day, five positive things that, that either happened to them or just in general or even that that they personally did. Maybe they... You know, made an B when they had been making a C in a certain class, or, or whatever it is. And I think as they as, as they see it on paper, as they visualize it, then that's you know, optimism breeds, breeds optimism, so it gets them more excited. You know, blaming you know one thing as a parent, you know, uh, keeping the optimism alive is blaming maybe the action and not so much the child. You know, we don't want to you know we may want to break their will, but we don't want to break their spirit. When it comes to, you know, it, as far as um, discipline. And oh boy, this is my favorite in neatness. <laughs> Something that I need to bring to the See, I'm speaking to the choir here. Something that I need to bring to the table. You know, when we talk about the slobs and the neat preach, you know, I fall underneath that slob category. Sometimes we visionaries are like that. Uh, but I think in, in, in a job situation, as an employer, Somebody coming in and, you know, having a very neat workplace or if it's not even if they are neat throughout the day, but cleaning it up before they leave. So here's something that we all need to take to the table with our children, and that is teaching them to make their bed the first thing. I mean, it's just if we can get our kids into the habit of as soon as you get up, make your bed. Because what that does, that sets the mood for the day. Because once you've made your bed, it kind of makes you look around and go, oh, there's a couple of socks I need to pick up. Just straight up those papers over there on my desk. You know, it just somehow the room doesn't look look as good when there's stuff everywhere if the bed is made. And so I think it's just that mentality of setting a precedent when you walk into your job or thing day. You know, you know, make making sure that before you left the day before that you completely cleared off your desk so you come in and you walk in. You know, with a good attitude as soon as you see that. Um. Dressing appropriately daily Now, This is tough for a home source of, you know, we, we may or may not do school in our pajamas, you know? Um, you know, or not necessarily getting up and showering or getting dressed as if we were going to go to a school or a job. But I think teaching our kids, you know, you know, we can have a pajama day, we can have to be relaxed, but also um just getting in the habit of getting up and brushing our hair and, and putting on some appropriate clothes. doesn't have to be fancy and tie a suit, but something other. Because it really does help them later on down the road when it does come to, you know, getting up and going to college or getting up and going to your work every day. Uh, proper hygiene. I mean, again, something that we're doing on a daily basis already with our kids, you know, taking the showers and using deodorant I mean, again, it doesn't sound like a, <laughs> it doesn't sound like a lot. But right. Just, you would not believe how many employees uh, – employers complain um, that people don't take pride in themselves when they come to work or – when they, um, you know, just just the daily, you know, little perfume goes a long way for us people. So it does, you know, it does carry over to the work area and, and to the work field and workforce. Adaptability, you know, in our A of interpersonal, being flexible, being able to change the situation. You know, all of a sudden your, your boss has you on a project, but all of a sudden he says, you know what, I need to move you over to this other project because I know that you can... Oversee it and make sure it gets done and being able to not freak out and go, um, yeah, but I need to finish this or I'm, I got, I'm on a roll over here. It's being able to have that ability to say, okay, situations change. Maybe, you know, the company's having a hard time and they're wanting to cut back and just being able to say, you know, I, I, I believe in you and I can, I can stick with you for this tough time. You mm-hmm. know, one of the ways as, as, as parents, how we can teach our kids adaptability is Really learning, you, you know, incorporating that into our home, maybe trying different foods, you know, different, different ethnic type foods, you know, being adaptable. I, I, am really could talk to myself more about this because, you know, my kids are really good at that, you know, I mean, they love Indian food and, uh, you know, Arabic food and, and Greek food and all of that. And I'm just kind of, you know, I, a, maybe a small percentage of uh, that I like. For the most part, I just kind of go. No, well, let's go get some Mexican food. You know, <laughs> let's go down to McDonald's. You know, I'm. Let's stick with the, the proven things I like. You know, I'm not as, as, as efficient and and um, adventurous as they are. But as we teach our kids, you know, you know, let's try different things. Let's let's see what's out there. Being able to be um, open to different music, cultures, hobbies, again. When you're faced with that in the future, you know, something changes or something's different. They're not just going to snarl their nose and go, I'm not trying that. It's probably going to be nasty. There's no way. You know, I remember story my son, first time he, or maybe the second time that he was a missionary in Peru. And, you know, it was very, very difficult for him. It was really probably the hardest thing he'd ever done. And he said, you know, you know, I mean, they literally dropped him off in the middle of Peru. And, they, you know, they paid for him to go. Because he was fluent in Spanish, but they did, they failed to tell him that he was basically the head evangelist, and that his team didn't even speak Spanish, and he was kind of on his own. And literally, uh, dirt floors they slept on, no no running water, no cold, no warm showers. Um, and you know, he told the story about the time that he went to somebody's home and they were sharing the gospel, and they gave him some food, and he said, "Mom, there were like teeth, like sheep teeth, floating around in the food." He said, You know, I, I and I, I what'd you do? He said, Mom, I just closed my eyes, thank the Lord, and ate it. Bugs, <laughs> bugs on the ceiling, falling into the into the pot of soup. You know, he said, Mom, it was probably the best they had. And they served it to him. Mm. And I just had it going with an attitude of thankfulness and, and just, you know, just not think about what was in it and just eat it. And I, and I think that, you know, learning to be flexible because, you know, we never know where God's going to take us. And what we're going to be doing someday and just being able to say, okay, I, I can do this. You know, it's not that big of a deal to, to be uncomfortable for a little while. And let's talk about loyalty, our, our L and in interpersonal. Boy, I tell you what, dependability, this is, is not number one, it's at least falls under number two, uh, of complaints that employers, you know, have cited in the lack of soft skills in employees nowadays. I mean, uh, You know the theft, the lying, the things that you know you would not think would happen. But again, the kids are doing school, and it's carrying over into the workforce. Uh, Being dependable, you know, you know, are you a loyal employee? Are you? Can I count on you? Am I going to worry? Do I have to micromanage you to make sure? Do I have to call you in the morning to see if you are going to show up for work? Boy, I I had a two-week employee, and I say two weeks because that's all I can stand. I mean. This girl I hired, who I thought would have done well, um, just literally, I had to call it all day long because she wasn't doing anything. And it was all said and done in a two-week period. She hadn't done anything I asked her, and wow. and I just and, and I I, I put, and did you make all these phone calls and all these calls? Oh yeah, yeah, I know This, I mean, literally, you can go on your cell phone and you can track phone calls, and nothing was done. And you know, I. And she stole my equipment. She stole my computer and and all my stuff. And so, you know, it was you know I had to call the police, and it was just a horrible thing. And so, you know, finding somebody who is, who is dependable, who is going to show up, who's not going to steal from your company, who's not going to steal your credit cards and lie to you and all of that. So, basically, just someone that you can trust. It's a sad thing that, something that you and I would not even think about that right. should be thought about, but you do. So one of the things I had, um, a couple of years ago, I had my niece working for me and my niece was not the most dependable person. And she kind of did her own thing and showed up whenever. And you know what? I finally had to come to, um, this little saying. And here's what I told her. I said, look, if you're, if you're on, um, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late, and if you're late, don't even show up.
1: Have you been talking and, to my husband? That's one
2: <laughs> You know exactly. Again, going back to being dependable, when you when you're the first one there, when you're the last one at least, you don't think these employers take notice. Absolutely, those are the ones that that they're going to promote. Those are the ones mm-hmm. that the ones who take work home with them, and they continually um, are working in the business and on the business and, and and bettering your company, you know, that that loyalty that you find, that trustworthiness, you know, family activities. You know, when you tell your kids, you know, we're going to do this on this day, you know, we do it on that day and at that time outside of an emergency or something other and teaching them the same thing. Hey, we're all on the same team. You know, we, we're not against each other. We're not warring against each other. We're all in this together. And yes, we have different cogs in the wheel and we have different personalities and different experiences, but we can all work together as one unit to make this family work. And, and same thing opening one day is, you know, when you're, you know, you've got that job, you've, you've earned that degree and now you're You're basically, um, taking all these soft skills that you've learned in your upbringing and, and bringing it to the table. And that loyalty is something they're looking for. Are you willing to be here during the good times and the bad times? Are you willing? If I give you a really horrible project, you know, are you willing, are you willing to do it? You know, I read the story of um, the lady who played Ellie, Ellie, uh, Ellie May on the Clampett, Bill um, Hibbley, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you read that story or not. And she, um, she was a believer, and I heard, she actually came to a church I was at, and she spoke. And she talked about it. She said, you know, when I – and nobody knew the amazing hit that the Beverly Hillbillies would have been and ultimately going into syndication – and still going strong to this day. This was in the early '60s, and she mm-hmm. told a story about when she went in to audition for this show. She said uh, the guy said, "Now, um, are you willing um, to sleep with me? Are you willing to sleep with whoever I want you to? Are you willing to do all these things that I want you to?" And she just, well, I just stood up and said, "Absolutely not! I just can't. Believe, I am. Just, I can't believe this," and walked out. She said she had a call from the show the next day. And the guy said, uh, hey, you know what? You've got the job. Because so we just wanted to see your, your loyalty, your trustworthiness, how we could, if we could depend on you. Because you're the only girl who said no. And, well, you know, and she that, went on
1: to be – I'm sorry. This is amazing. I, I have a really funny story. This is such a small world. But um, a lady that um, – one of the things I do besides run a podcast network and host <laughs> my own podcast and write, is I help um, people get published. And so the lady that I helped get published, her name um, was Betty Biggers, was her stage name, Galvano, who actually lives here in Fort Myers. She was roommate with this lady. And um, mm-hmm. they lived in a place that was a like a safe house for good girls um, that were in show business. This friend of, of mine who's now in her – she just turned 80 – who wrote her book, and her book is called Zap by the Spirit, and uh, she was one of the ten, ten top models um, that was announced in New York in the Ed Sullivan Show, and she knew a lot of stars, and she's one of the humblest people I know, um, but she talked about um, her and, and how amazing she was and, and everything, and that she was one of her roommates, and she kept in touch with her for years. So until until she she died not that long ago, but yeah, that's right. not amazing. <laughs> that is that is
2: that is, that, that is amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. you know, you never know what your dependability and trustworthiness right can take you. And in her case, it right. took her to unbelievable fame uh, and royalties for all these years. She probably never had to work again the rest of her life because of the royalties of the show. But you know, and and God knew that. And when you are true to who you are and true. Um, to what is right, I mean, it ultimately pays off, and you never, you know, you never know, you know, what's going to lead you. So, you know, when it comes to personal skills, I mean, you know, as you know, I teach, you know, test prep and how, how to get free college and how to get into college so that, you know, that SAT gets you into college, gets you that readiness, but ultimately, you know, it, it is those soft skills that not only will keep the job, basically that you worked hard to get that degree in the first place.
1: That's wonderful, and it is, and it is really true, and you never know, who you're going to make an impression on? You know, um, years later that this lady did, and this and the lady I know, um, Betty Galvano was her married name. Um, you know, now they spend their years in ministry, and, and I, I can't remember. All I can think of is Ellie Mae Clampett, but that wasn't her name. And actually, her her stage name changed several times from what it really was. Um, and it was funny because I guess the girls all pitched in on what they thought each other's stage names should be, and um, helped out you know because they were really really close in the middle of of um you know a not so nice world and a lot of these girls did come from good backgrounds and um and so it was nice to know that she spent her her last years in ministry and sharing her faith and i think that's always very impressionable so um but this is really good these these skills are very important. Uh, there's information on the show notes that uh, we talked about in the last one, the Congressional Award and also the Predictable Success Test, and there will be links for that in the show notes. Um, and in Episode um, 31, you will also find the show notes in the rest of this list um, as well as links to uh, Jean's award-winning um, Uh, you know, information on her college prep genius. And also, uh, Jean is very modest, but she's often on television, uh, so you can um, even go to her website in the the About column. You can see some of her um, television uh, spots, because you are a contributor to to, um, the Fox News uh, television station, aren't you, Jean, when it comes to the college prep? Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, we are yes, so I'm, thankful. to yeah. <laughs> we, And I'm a fan here. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, and we're going to get to actually meet each other. Uh, this, we are. Uh, I this know. May. Yeah, it'll be fun and, and get to actually sit down and have a meal together. So I'm looking forward to that um, in Orlando. So if you are at the FPEA conference, uh, come look us up, and uh, we'll be there. Well, Jean, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to our our next sessions that are coming up with some great topics. Um, one of them is limited language, limited mind. I'm looking forward to that. And another one on teens, toddlers, technology, and the truth. Um, you kind of talked a little bit about that with the amount of time that our uh, kids spend on Um, their devices as I call them and I confiscate devices in my house we have a like a a little home for them like a charging place where everybody puts their phones when they walk in and and they ask to use them um, because you're right it can really disrupt a household when everybody's you know talking you know the non-verbal communication skills and that's not what anybody meant when they when they taught that it was more facial expression and whether you're you know, um, holding your arms (laughs) close to your body or, you know, you've got your hands out. um, And now it's just been – it's totally different. So – but thank you so much, Jean, and we will talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Thank you.
2: Bye.
0: Well, thanks so much for listening to the College Prep Genius Radio Show. You can find more episodes at collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast or listen on iTunes, on your favorite podcast app, on your phone, on your computer, or on the go. Remember, visit collegeprepgenius.com for more information, and we'll see you soon.